Welcome to the Next Step Podcast with Jay. And Brad. Wait. Wait. I'm Brad. I'm Jay. I'm an All act. Right. All right. Yo, what up, Brad? So, what is this story about chocolate gobstoppers or something? Okay, so... Uh, oh, the, hey, wait, we're podcasting. Right? Oh, yeah, hey. Like, but let's hear it. This okay, is this is a good story. So, I was telling him this before we started. He's like, you gotta, you gotta record this thing. It's kind of... It's crazy. So, I have a two-year-old. She's wild and crazy, and so... She's th- always an angel around This me. conversation came up because someone brought their kid to our meeting, and yeah. it was like, man, that's a beautiful kid. Just sat there all quiet. I'm like, my kid would be going crazy. She'd be throwing her diaper, and then I started to tell Brad... That the other day she comes in the room and she never like comes to me. It's always to mom, mom, mama, this, mama, that. I'm done, mama. And all of a sudden she comes in. She goes, Dada. And I'm like, Oh, I'm all excited. She's Finally. like coming to me, like and talking to me and actually acknowledging I exist. And she goes, Done. And and I'm like, Oh, she's got chocolate. Like and she had in her hand. I sw- I swear, my mind's eye said those are whoppers. They're either whoppers or they're like the juju be the chocolate with the chocolate mint. Raisin. Oh, chocolate yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they look smooth. I know what you're talking about. What are those? What are those? Junior Mints. Junior Mints. Junior yeah. Mints. I'm like, I love Junior Mints and I love Whoppers. Uh-huh. So I'm like, Lax! And I'm trying to, Lax! I'm like yelling <laughs> in the background, Where are you? And I'm like, She's like, What? I'm like, When did we get chocolate? I'm like, Did you give her the you baby? Because the Maryfields have been eating really clean. Yeah, we eat pretty clean. And so when there's candy in there, I kind of get a little crazy. I'm like, Wow, well, where to get that? And I want to try to maybe take a bite. And so luck- luckily, so she comes in there and she's smiling, like happy. And I'm like, that's what she does when she chews gum or she's done with something. She wants to hand it back because we taught her that instead of spitting it out. And so I, as I'm getting closer, I hear Lex going, wait, wait. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm like, what? And I'm like, it's just whoppers or something. And I grab it from her, her little, you know, I crouch down, I pick it up in my hand now. <laughs> Not realizing that she doesn't have her diaper on. She has a long shirt on, and it's like her older sister's shirt. And I hear Lex go, don't touch that! And I'm like, what? As I'm putting it up to oh, my nose. Oh, I almost it. ate it. Oh. If it smelled like chocolate, it was going in my mouth. Because it looked like freaking Junior Mints, or I was swore. They were smooth as a... And I go, and she goes, that's her poop! And I'm like, what? She goes diving in between me and my hand. And Lexi goes, give it to me! And I'm like, she knows I'm going to freak out. And I go, it's what? And Baby June's just staring at me, like, smiling. And I'm like, Bleh! And I go running into the bathroom. I'm going to throw up. I'm like, no! And I'm, fr- I'm, you know, and then I start... Over, like I freak out. I'm like, what the hell? And she, she did that the other day. I'm sorry. She Whoa. she takes her diaper off and she. I'm like, you need a potty trainer. Anyways, you almost ate almost my kids' poop. Ate poop. Well, that <laughs> been a good start of the week. That was uh, add to my month. Um, yeah, that's my news. Okay, well, that's my household news. You brought some news. <laughs> we uh, we've been on a two week uh, hiatus. Hiatus, a Fourth of July weekend. We had really good intentions to record in Mexico. We went on our vacation, we, we were our on annual trip. In vacation, and we had uh, a person there we were going to interview, but we're going to interview him later. Okay. We got that queued up. Yeah. Um, it'll be good. This was uh, queued up. This is, we're going to interview on Ask the Addict, it, not an addict. Probably our first one that's not that's an addict. That's a non-addict. Not, uh, or not even a spouse of an addict not, or anything. Yeah. Um, but Elders Corps president, uh, double knee replacement. He's a young guy, but uh, due to some cancer. Mid-30s. Uh, do some cancer early on in his life. 
had treatment um, that, that killed his wiped out his joints. body, right? His joints basically caught off both his knees and put new knees in. Yeah. And at the same time, double knee surgery. Double knee. And so he was on opiates for pain, obviously. But uh, his experience of uh, being on opiates and coming off of opiates and, and what they did to even a normal person's brain, like yeah, not an the spiritual component of that, I think it's very interesting. And as someone who's like living a spiritual life, like mm -hmm. never had issues with drugs, alcohol. So we're going to get that perspective uh, because it was mind blowing to him, and uh, I think it'll be revealing it only spiritually and everything. So. We're going to do that uh, probably next week. Uh, how was your 4th of July, Jay? It was good. We hung out. We Most did. Yep, it. it was good. Um, I think it was just it was hotter than Hades. Th those that are in recovery, do they, uh, we talk about it on other holidays. Is 4th of July one that's it's trigger? generally one of festivities and, and, and biby. Maybe back in the day, but not anymore. I mean, I, I, with the pills, I was always on drugs. So like it, Okay, it wasn't um, but, like... You go and a barbecue. Uh, no, nah, in the beginning, beers. yeah. Well, in the beginning with opiates or alcohol or anything, you they, it enhances your experience. You think it does, so you want to take it whenever something's big like that. But you know, then then before you know it, you're having Fourth of July in your house because you're you're so sedated. Gotcha. So, okay. Anyways, it, no, I was hey, I was another Fourth of July sober for you. Uh, yeah, and it was great. I love being with family and friends. It's good sober. Good. All right. Um, what do you got there on the? That looks like F FB news. Uh, I forgot what that format looks this like. This is what Facebook, uh, so this is a news about I didn't call it Facebook. New, new uh, sex addiction is a mental disorder. I think there's been debate within the uh, yeah, psychology the world. world, so let's hear what they have to say here. Um, we'll, we'll play it, and then uh, we'll get your reaction on it. Um, I thought there was a video on that. Okay, so never mind. I'll read it. Oh, you'll read it. Okay. I was going to do the audio of some other voice besides mine. <laughs> Known as compulsive sexual behavior disorder, it is defined as an inability to control intense sexual urges, leading people to neglecting their health despite often deriving no pleasure from being intimate, according to a uh, report issued by the World Health Organization. Patients must suffer from the disorder for at least six months and experience substantial distress as a result of their addiction before being diagnosed. It's unclear if this move will lead to sex addiction treatment being provided by the NHS, which does not currently consider to be a condition. Mm. Comedian Friendly. Russell Brandt has been the rehab for sex addiction during being, act, uh, being active between sheets. Gives him breathing space when you're outside yourself in your own head. This comes after the WHO, which is World Health Organization, Jesus also God. declared compulsive video game playing a disorder. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good. So World we know it is. Health... Yeah, like, uh, in the church, this compulsive behavior is... Is the church is kind really of forefront of that, right? Because they've yeah. always said anything that can be addictive, right? That's yes. kind of like the word of wisdom, right? Right. So interesting is the brand new support guide for spouses of those in recovery is out. Uh, we just got them to our stake center on last printed Sunday. Printed copy. Printed copies. Just like the ARP manual. Just like, yep. And it's slightly different than the one that's on the website. I've, I haven't combed through all pages, but a few of the spouses have gone through it and reported back to me that Alexi it's slightly said she different. It. Yeah. Um, but interesting is, let me read uh, the Finding Hope, uh, page 3, Roman numeral 3. If you have a loved one who is ensnared in compulsive behaviors, you may feel discouraged, hurt, or hopeless. So they're using that language, compulsive yeah. behaviors, instead Rather of Rather than just, like, specific, specifying. Which is the same thing. It's totally. just a it's, I think they're synonyms. And, yeah. and I think addiction were probably we've that. more of substances. And compulsive behaviors would be more... But like, I think we've, me and you have learned over the years of doing that, even me being an addict, but also, like, just in general, because 
I told you when I first was going to our original ARP meeting here in South California, you know, Southern Orange, Orange County, where we're at, was all, <laughs> Brad just spilled his water. It was all over. <laughs> it, was, it was all about drugs and alcohol. And then all of a sudden, we start this one up here in our area, and uh, man, what a variety. It's and so we realize it's all the same. So Yeah, whether you're in recovery, so whether you're trying that. to curb your compulsive behavior towards pills or drinking or eating. And or you find as an addict in recovery, like I've told you before, like that's why I got social media, other things, like you could be so I'm sober from drugs and alcohol. However, that impulsive behavior can be obsessed. You know, it happens. It shows so up again. That'll be interesting to see what happens. I think you're right. The church is on the forefront of that. Because they've been um, saying that for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, let's... That's why we don't do this. Like, I remember when people always say, like, you don't drink coffee, don't do all this stuff. I'm like, well, I know the church has never really said this, but I've always interpreted it as, like, well, because it's, like, addicting, right? It's habit-forming. You know, things are habit-forming. And so it's just like why I told you, like, why I stopped drinking energy drinks, even though there hasn't been a clear-cut, you know, stop drinking energy drinks. But, like, I'm like, dude, it's, you know, how is that any better than, you know, how can I, I, how do you be prideful about not drinking coffee, but you slam monsters all day long, which I used to do. Interesting. So on, on that topic, yeah. that's a perfect segue. So oh, I was sweet. I didn't even know that. Ro- we didn't plan that. Yeah, no. I was rolling into uh, Costco. Do you know Costco sells acai bowls now? No. Yes. At their little At the, thing? Yeah. So the, they're super buy cheap? hot dog. Uh, yeah, it's like three bucks. But before you get excited, I was excited just as you because I'm a cheapskate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's you not love that a good. good. It's Aww. not that good. Like... They like, do a dry... Like their compared granola, to Whole Foods. Their granola kind of, like, cracks your teeth. Oh. Their bananas are dried banana. It's these banana chips... No. ...in the granola. No. Yeah. Okay. Their strawberries are good, and the blueberries are good. And it's and it's not... It's just not the same. Honey? No honey. Oh, that yeah, makes sense. Like, okay, it's like, I'm a cheapskate, but I'm blowing eight bucks at Whole Foods. Whole Foods on is, bowl. I think, the, the, the gold standard. Yeah, or bonsai bowls. Like, I think even Whole Foods is better. I mean, bonsai, they have more fruit. I think yeah. they have kiwi and stuff. Yeah, that's true, more variety. But well, let's be honest, Whole Foods is epic. Yeah, I am a Whole Foods. <laughs> it's epic. Bowl. Okay, so I'm at Costco. Honest under side note, um, as I'm leaving, you know, I was like, oh, it's hot. I got to get this and that. You know, I had some weird stuff happen at work. Um, a van pulled up with a bunch of special needs kids walking oh, really? to go to the get food, you know, yeah. and, like one of them's like dragging their foot, like her shoes worn out because oh, of the way yeah, she walked, yeah, yeah. but biggest smile on her face. Yeah, and so like, stoked. you know, like for me, I'm just like, yeah, they're all smiling. They're going, they're so stoked. We get their pizza and hot dog. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's probably like whatever, an activity man. day. These guys are, they're like, I love those. And people. you're bitter. <laughs> go there. Uh, I know. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so right there, the, right, this is the sign that's right at Costco, the food court. So read that. At the food court? Yeah. This is, it says, California Proposition 65 warning. Consuming coffee can expose you to uh, acrylamide? What is that? Which is, no, which is known, sorry, it keeps going on, which is known to the state of California to cause cancer and birth defects or other productive harm. Whoa, for more information, it gave you a .gov yeah. website. So I don't, and then, so I looked up, send me I, took, that. I took a picture of it. At, send me that. Yeah, I took a picture of it at Costco, and then I, the picture was kind of weird. Holy and so crap. I looked That's up Prop 65, and funny is that same disclosure, it doesn't say coffee, but it's sitting in Starbucks. Every Starbucks when you check out, but it doesn't say the word coffee. It just says, hey, Prop 65, uh, things served here may have whatever, have that substance. have that substance in it that may cause Holy cancer. Shit. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So once again, the church is on the forefront. 1800s, right? 1830. Okay. Or- so, anyways, I posted that on my personal Instagram story, 
And uh, someone replied back, um, who probably, hopefully doesn't listen to this, so I won't mention your name. <laughs> and, uh, this person said, okay, I'll have Mountain Dew, Diet Coke, or Monsters instead. Um, and I know this person, so it's kind of a jab, because I know this person doesn't live the word of wisdom. Like um, it's like, pff, whatever, like, yeah. you can drink those things. And so, tell me, I replied to this. I'm like, well, that's, that's said, focusing yeah. on caffeine. Not sure those have acrylamide or whatever it is. or other But if they do, avoid them. <laughs> Pretty amazing, though, that in 1800s, the man that I consider prophet told us that coffee was to be avoided. He did not say caffeine. Many people have said it's caffeine, but the prophet never has. Yeah. But pretty amazing that in the 1800s, boom. And then Before not Before they knew anything about anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then like... They uh, didn't even know the little 1950s that like, cigarettes cost cancer. I don't even know what that acrylamide is, and I'm pretty sure Joe Smith didn't. I know, for <laughs> sure he didn't, but he fall, He had promptings. And, and I That's would amazing. have to imagine that the coffee lobby probably worked pretty hard to not get to that not proposition. To not get that proposition, yeah. yeah. Wow. And so that's in there. Is that being... So it's, it's just a proposition, a so it's, it's a sign. It's the sign next to the one that says, "Hey, we serve peanuts here and peanuts and all this." But other it's stuff. so hardcore that it's there, front and center. Like it was. That Think of the lobbies that would try to get that thing out there, and now it's, right. it's there. Right. Wow. So, well, so yeah, back on that with the energy drinks. I, I think, yeah, I think you got to be honest with yourself. But that's compulsive behavior. Yep, it falls under. You could be compulsive behavior with. If dirt. you're sucking back fifteen mo- monsters a day, or ten, or four, or five, or three. Dude, it's excess. It's excess because what you that that's telling me is you're not caring enough about your health to sleep enough. I know because I'm that way. I'm dude. I don't sleep enough, and when I don't, I want more caffeine. But I had to tell myself today when I was tired, I was like, dude, you you, you should have got more sleep if you're tired. Sucking more caffeine is not going to work. It just doesn't. It used to, but it does. Yeah. You know, if you drink it a lot, it doesn't work. So here, uh, how about this? Because that comment back was I want to talk about. It. It's like church culture is like, oh, you shouldn't drink coffee or not coffee mountain dew whatever mm-hmm. right like oh i can but sometimes the church gets mixed up with members of the church it's like because you eat really healthy right yeah. but if you were like a bishop and you're telling yeah people, telling healthy, people, people would say oh the mormon church because trying to judge bishop, the way bishop j yeah has tell me that you know eating healthy is uh, uh righteous or something yeah, more righteous r- right but but there are a lot i mean we're all about improving ourselves and uh, overcoming compulsive behaviors, and yeah. and if I'm compulsively drinking Mountain Dew, and someone says, "Don't drink Mountain Dew," you know it's not good for you. I'm like, ah, we get well, what, we, we what get weird you, in the church. Right? Well, that's what it's like. This 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 saying keeps bringing keep coming up. I, I mean, we hear it in Sacrament almost every week now. President Nielsen's thing that he said, where like it'll in the coming days, it'll be it'll be nearly impossible to survive spiritually without your own personal revelation. And, and in tune spirit and all that jazz and being I, well, once I was talking about you know in the pocket of the spirit because uh, this is what like you just said we don't know what we're going to be asked to do in the next tomorrow mm-hmm. church could put out something tomorrow and says hey guess what we've had revelation and this is what we think our members should do right mm-hmm. that's what they did back in the day man it was like they hey, said move across pack, country yeah pack your stuff <laughs> oh by the way I know we slaved and built that and you gave all your money you gave all your You're money broke. to build that temple you traveled from Europe they came here and you donated everything you have, but guess what? Church got to move tomorrow. <laughs> they they want to kill us, you know. We got to go, and that's why some people stayed. Some mm-hmm. people questioned. They left. I read the book. Uh, read the history, and so what's going to happen tomorrow? Where they're going to come and say something, and are we going to follow or are we going to are we going to doubt? And I think if you're living, this is why I started to, the social media thing. Right? Is it wasn't just for social media. Is to overcome this compulsive everything mm-hmm. because there's gonna be a coming day 
where we're going to be asked to live that higher law of consecration, maybe, or there'll be... Look, at times past, it's been... Uh, I know there's some that people had a really tough time with. It's... Prop 8. Uh, well, Prop 8 was right, one. Right, the weed um, one. How about multiple piercings? Yeah, yeah. Tattoos, uh, playing poker. All within the last... Like, these are small little things that but are, over like, the last really 20, 30 years. Like, oh, I can't have People two. left the church, though, over it. Oh, I know. Like, oh, I can't have two Prop rings. 8 was a big one, but, like, it's still, it's still affecting people to this day. I think it I drew a line in the sand. It drew a line. And so... And the church obviously isn't trying to do that, but... There's a revelation. We either believe, so if you're, like you said, if you're sucking back all the Mountain Dew, you're probably, it's not that the Mountain Dew, well, well of course, soda's not good for you. But at the, the same sugar, time, it's not necessarily, a, sure, it's not, it's more so the, the act of, compul- it's like I was saying, social media, they've proven that it does lead to depression. But it, for some people, it probably doesn't. But it's the act of wanting to do that instead of reading my scriptures. It's the act of doing that instead of being present with my children. It's the act of, and so if it wasn't that, if I just switched and went to Netflix, it'd be no different. Right. Uh, that's so, anyways. So if you're compulsively, if you're compulsively living, four ounces and uh, why check why you're doing it? Why are you doing it in the first place? If you if you can answer that question, why am I doing this? And you're okay with that answer? It tastes good. I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, and then there, are you? Is it really working for you? You got to ask mm-hmm. the second question to that. The follow up is: Is it working? Because I still to this day don't think social media is the worst thing that's ever happened in the world. For sure, there's a lot worse things, well, right? And cigarettes, but nicotine, again, drugs, all that stuff. We follow the prophets' counsel. Like the the church is on social media. They're yeah. not on Snapchat. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting, right? That's true. But they are on Facebook, Instagram. Exactly. Um, but just making sure it works for you. Like it, yeah. for me, it wasn't working for me know. anymore. Yeah. Same with it. But it was all. It's interesting. The food. I quit eating all that crap all the time. I still eat it every now and then now because I got imbalanced, but. It wasn't working for me. I wasn't feeling that, good. That's the personal revelation. Is what yes. needs to work for you. See a personal revelation. because yeah. like you could be born with celiac disease and you cannot eat gluten. You could benefit. Maybe some people benefit from not eating gluten, but there are some people that cannot eat it. Yeah. Period. Totally. And there's other people that benefit. They're they're. And I'm like a semi, and I feel uh, ten times better. Like when we were in Mexico, mm-hmm. when I have those wheat flour tortillas like four days in a row, and on so the fourth good. day I want to die though. I, I ever get sick. It could be part of that. Could I don't be. know. I just know that, anyways. Yeah. So you got to be honest. Personal revelation. Um, any other news? I. What are news? I uh, don't have any more news. Trump's tariffs? No. Okay. I don't have any. Po- we don't do political news on <laughs> here. We don't. We don't. We're neutral. Um. So <laughs> we, you vote your conscience. You vote your <laughs> personal revelation. How about that? That's it. That's it. Uh, but. Well, if we get in we're there, it's going to be religious. We're definitely not neutral. It's going to be religious freedom. Uh, yeah. I did. I did have actually. We do, we, I do have yeah, one. I have one. All right. We believe in religious freedom um, for sure. No, check this out. We don't Stall for a little bit. Pull us up. Okay. Let me see what else I can tell you about. Oh, surf report. Surf report. We've had some fun swell. We got warm water. Me and Brad scored yesterday. Today, not so much. Um, I, I had a good surf session on Saturday. It's like 3 to 4. We got like 73-degree weather. So if you're living in Utah and you want to take a trip to California, do it, but don't surf because then you'll <laughs> crowd up my Atlanta. But definitely go to the ocean. Hey, we're trying to get uh, Kurt kidding. from um, Leading LDS. He's coming down oh, at the end of the sick. month. I'm like, come down. We'll take you surfing. Yeah, okay. He can come. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Any one of you can come. We'll just take you to the San Onofre. We'll, we'll the... take you to where the sharks are at. I'm just kidding. Um, they are everywhere. I heard there was a huge shark at San Onofre. So on Saturday when I was there. Don't like to hear that. Okay. Nine-footer. So oh. we'll get political and we'll get religious at the same Ooh, time. Oh, what? Canada's, Canada um, uh, passed the law. Socialist. So a Canadian Christian school has been ordered by a <gasps> public school that it partners with. But uh, that uh, Any scripture that is considered to be offensive to particular individuals 
In targeting biblical verses that include that speak against homosexuality, fornication, uh, adultery, idolatry, and witchcraft. Coming. So it's coming. Yeah, so... This is coming. Ca- private Christian schools in Canada were, are not allowed to have that they in They don't the have freedom of speech in Canada. I, was yeah. this, I told this to Lexi, because I didn't know that. That's crazy, first of all. But it's what's happening. Sorry, was it Jordan Peterson? What's happening with him? Like, and I was telling Lexi, she's like, well, what's the big deal? I like, I think Canada people, I'm like, dude, it's not the people. I'm like, yeah. dude, I said, do you realize they don't have freedom of speech? They can't just say whatever they want. The school is ordered to remove passages from anywhere in the school, whether on paper or given through verbal teaching. um, That, that but what if that? What if? What if you teaching freaking homosexuality and bestiality and all this weird stuff? Like that's okay. Like that offends me, but I can't say that because that's. You're, they're allowed to have their views, but we can't have our views. She is fired at. Well, that's it's ridiculous. <laughs> why I'm not on Facebook? Take rid of this news. <laughs> this is a good reason why you're not on. Well, but it's um, true though, but right? But this is the, the hey, go to religiousfreedom.lds.org to know how to get involved because it's coming down the pipeline. It is. This is they're prepping it. They've been prepping it for yeah. years here in America. Um, this is the line. What he's saying. Think about it. If it turns into a country like that here. Imagine surviving that and being Mormon. Well, yeah. Because I remember I talked. BYU, BYU done, lesson, right? Yeah, you're done. Uh, seminary. Done. Because seminary done. is a religious. Yep, uh, done. It's a educational institution. Yep, yeah. done. It's church education Everything we system. do is done. And then you're so, still going to have to survive. You still, God still expects you to be a member. Look right. what happened to the, the Nephites. The commandments don't change because the world. They yeah. weren't allowed to pray out loud. They had to pray their hearts for who knows how long. Until their backs were strong enough to overcome. So, so that that quote from President Nelson in Canada is very real. The other quote, remember, I gave him a lesson the other day in Elder's Quarter. We're, we're a worldwide church, so we hear that and we're like, yeah, yeah it's Canada, not no, here. No, no, oh. then President Nelson said it's going to be hard to to be, be a member of the an church, an active member, an active member of the church. Well, if you're in Canada, nearly impossible. Is and exactly and you're in Canada, and you're and you're like, I believe that having <laughs> sex outside marriage is a sin. Oh. How hard is it for them right now? You can't now? teach that in a Christian school anymore. How hard is that? So yeah. Their kids can't even go to like... It, it is coming. We're so the last nice. country that has freedom of religion. Um, right? So for far, the most part? For the most part, I think. I mean, there's yeah. a few other places, but they really don't. So, if they so really wanted to crack we had down. a sister report to our high council from Russia. She's not a missionary in Russia. She's just a volunteer. Okay. Um, and because you're not allowed to proselyze or be a missionary in That's Russia. Right. Um and but you dude, teach English, right? Uh, no, you're allowed to teach in the church, but this is how so restricted it is. You. Yeah, so so they're out on the street Can't and there are no missionary tags, whatever, and they just start spark a conversation. And if it comes into a normal conversation, then they can go and then it. they can invite them to church where and they then, then can do it. They can't even teach in a member's home. Oh wow! And and it's strictly monitored. Like uh, like the amount of surveillance that happens there is pretty gnarly. Um, and because Dude, we're right around the corner, man. Like, um, so like to hear that, like how what it can happen, is how it's monitored on their social media, that every email and think about the members that read. Have, they join the church living in that environment. Mm-hmm. That's like the Nephites. That's like you're li- you're living in old scriptures. Like th- think how when they read all the Nephites were the Lamanites like captivate remember, and they weren't allowed to pray out loud, and yeah. they said the Lord strengthened their backs. Mm-hmm. How that relates to that? Like they must read that and go. They relate to it. Oh, yeah. Okay, he knows. They've got like a little this, more freedom. They got a little more. Yeah, but not, probably, but not as much as here. So, um, crazy. so I'm thankful to live here, and we do have listeners from all over the world. So uh, we you feel know for you S- if you're not send those listeners from the other countries. Send us. We'd love to hear what your how you found us. Like, like you, we're not going to share it on the podcast, but send us an email if you're listening and you're email, another, direct message wherever wherever you, you yeah you can find us. 
Just write a message, and we'd love to hear, because we always talk, dude, how do these people hear us in Afghanistan, or how they hear us in China, or whatever? If you, How'd you find the podcast? Write us an email and just, you don't have to share a story, just you're in some other country, or are you a missionary, and you're there, maybe that's it, I don't know. Oh, good, oh you know. didn't think about that. Yep, because missionaries are, they have, you know, social media now, and smartphones, and Maybe that's it, dude. I, we just want to know how we have listeners in other countries when we didn't market to another country. <laughs> we just put it on an iTunes. Like, it, we, it kind of blows our mind, and we want to hear how you came here. We're not going to share it unless you say it's cool to share without your name. That's cool, man. We just want to know how, or ma'am, we want to know how you found us. But uh, other countries, what a trip. Well, I'm grateful to live in America while it still stands. Not that it's any better than any other land, but the fact that we're allowed to still at this point practice our religion. It's one of the few things, that, and freedom of speech, we could do this. This can't be done in other countries. Mm-hmm. What, there, everything there, we just said, posting that out? There, there are some proposed laws in California where we live yep, where, this is the biblical where, thing. where the compulsive behavior, so I believe... That biblical thing they've tried to put on the ballot a couple times. Have they? Yes. So there, I posted it as one of my last posts on Facebook. Was it? Yeah. I didn't, um, I'll show you. I'll send that. Okay. No, no, get on there. But this compulsive behavior, I... This is where, again, we don't get a lot of... Uh, we haven't offended anybody that told us. Yeah, they usually... But I may, we may go down this era now. Um, compulsive behavior, one of them is sexual, right? And yeah. I think a compulsive behavior is living the not, not living a lot of chastity. Yeah. And one of those would be act, whether it's heterosexual sex or homosexual sex. Totally. Or, I don't know what you call it, uh, sex with yourself, just masturbation, right? Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're having sexual relations with, with someone uh, with yourself. Other or, than your spouse. Other than your spouse. Those are all compulsive behaviors. Totally. Um, and you may even have compulsive behaviors in a re- relationship, for all I know. There's probably deviates of that. I don't know. Yeah, um, probably. Uh, but just let's just talk about same-sex attraction. And I think in the church, we're really trying to grapple this. And I, and I think... And how to address it. How to address it, because the... When I read what the church, the, the language is not clear. Because when I hear someone yeah. say, I'm gay, it can mean multiple things. Totally. One, I have same-sex attraction, but I'm living the law of chastity. Yeah. It could be, that's similar to saying, I'm an addict, I'm a drug addict. Yeah, but doesn't, you're not even doesn't using. mean you're using drugs yeah. or that you want to use drugs. It just means that y- you would you're like. someone who self-identifies as someone. Someone that want, you know, wanted to in the past, but you've got it in check. I don't know. It could, but, or it could, yeah, yeah, okay, go okay. on. It could mean that, hey, I have same-sex attraction and I want to act out on it, but uh, I'm like a dry drunk, right? I want to act out on it really, really bad, but I'm not. Yeah. Or I have same-sex attraction and I'm acting, actively acting out on it, and I want God to change the commandments of the church to change so I can actively act out on it so I don't feel guilt anymore. And I want you to accept me for acting out on my... my uh, yeah, you're... you're uh, again, I'm, I'm struggling here because there's probably some language I'm going to use that could be offensive to somebody. We're not, yeah, what you're saying is you're not trying to offend. I'm not trying to offend, but, but that is the challenge with having an open and honest dialogue. Um, with it, right? And and may and I've reached and we've reached out to a few people, but they don't want to come on because of in the community there's this debate in the church within the uh, I think again I don't know the proper terminology LGBTQ the same sex trash community like there's this whole community that there's a debate within it of how to properly uh, explain what their position is. The church has been pretty clear. Which about is what they, how they feel, that sex outside of marriage is a sin. It's pretty black and white. Black and white. Whether that be sex with 
yourself. You said self, dog, cat, woman, Another? male, and the same sex attraction, trans. It doesn't matter if it's not with your spouse and it's and it's heteros. So and legally you, and, lawfully married. So, so if you're not married, you're not to have sex with Period. yourself or with Whether, someone else. Yes. And that could suck. Totally. We, we have pl- I have plenty totally. of single friends. Yeah. That have been single or been married they're and in, now they're single or divorced. Yeah, their entire life or been married and single, and they're and, missing out on a portion of life. I yes. get it. Yeah, and that's hard to deal with. And and I've uh, interacted with those that have same sex attraction, and they feel this great love. I'm never going to love someone like you love your spouse. I'm never going to have a sexual relationship with them. I'm not going to have that connection. And I say, and my heart goes like, yeah, that sucks. Just like my friend Jim or Bob or Susie. Who's never married and yeah. hasn't had it and may not. Yeah. But and, they're not. Those, oh, I get what you're saying. But those people who are heterosexual and not married, never have been, they, they're not going around saying, well, I'm going to destroy marriage because I don't get to have it. Right? Like, right? If you're saying, think about this, right? Like, think of that analogy. Well, well, but some, like, sometimes some the, do because then they go out and break the law of chastity and have sex with them. But I'm partners, saying the faithful right? ones, right? Okay. Yeah, the faithful ones. Shh. Let's talk about one for Sherry Do. Right? So there's people in the church that are. Sherry Do, right? Do, How about President I, Nelson's current wife? Was single till she was sixty. Yeah, till she married President Nelson. Nelson, late sixties. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether she, you know, it seems like she's pretty faithful. She married the prophet. So, like, I mean, uh, uh, I just think that uh, when, yeah, it's it's a bummer that people try to take down other people just because they don't want to. You know, they're having a hard time living. It'd be like if I was saying, and I was this way when I was using drugs. I was a very advocate for drugs, right? I was an advocate. I was like, you need these. Like, you know, you need, like, I, I wasn't judgmental, put it that way. And I wanted people to Except go the other way around. Now I'm sober, and what do you know? I'm like, hey, dude, we need to stop this epidemic because this is insane. Anyways, but, so I can see how it can happen. I guess I'm trying to, I'm, I'm empathizing in a sense where I see how they could do it, but it doesn't make it right. And, uh, and uh, we've interviewed several people who have had same-sex attraction, and, um, and we've actually talked to people, not necessarily interviewed them all, but we did interview a few, and they said, listen, it's no different. Like, it just, it's, it's overcoming the compulsive behavior that's yeah. contrary just to like, the gospel uh, principles. Just like a heterosexual gospel- dude sitting here going, I love my wife, but that girl over there looks really hot. Or a or, girl saying the same thing, hey, that guy, I love my husband, but this guy at the gym is good I, looking. Like, and I, and, um, I, I'm know, very physically attractive, attracted, yes. and I want to have a relationship I, yep, with yep. him. And having to overcome that. And going, hey, that's not right. Or that a single person like who wants Or a single person going, I'm 50, I haven't, you know, or 40, and I want that connection. I want to do that. I want to experiment. Or and So here's the argument back that I've had, but it's not all sexual. It's emotional. See, that's bull. Like, but, because no, but it is. But it is emotional because if, I, if I'm a single person, I've never married, I'm not going to have emotional connection like you and your spouse does. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. Well, well, right? my, my saying back to that person, I would say... That's not true because you go through parts of your marriage and life. Like, I mean, you think people in their 90s are still, like, having sex? Like, and they're still having an emotional connection, right? They're married, right? I mean, President Nilsson's not, I, mean, I don't want to get into that because it's weird. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, old people that are married are not probably, you know, hitting the sack like they used to. And I know this, we're getting pretty open. But at the same time, like, they have a, uh, I know old people that have an amazing so, so you can have an emotional connection. Yes, what I'm trying to say is like saying, oh, I can't have emotions. That's like saying, I can't be happy without my Norcos, my painkillers. Like, that's bull crap. You can, I'm calling bull crap on that. I may on be wrong. Nor- on the Norco part? I'm, no, on the whole part of you can't have an emotional relationship if you can't have sex. It's bull because you can. It may not be as, you know, if you're, if you're choosing, if you're, I, once again, these are the opinions of Jay and Brad. 
So not the gospel. Or I don't know freaking. what Jay's going to say, so maybe the... Maybe it's just Jay. Jay. <laughs> it's just Jay. I'm just saying, I would assume, because I'm trying to relate through other things, but uh, I would assume that, yeah, if, if you're, if you're same-sex attraction and you're choosing not to marry heterosexually because you're like, I'd be denying what I really want, but yet I don't want to act out, that would be a hard lot to carry. So, but I think it's like anything else. You know, I got a lot of lots I got to carry from my life that I lived for 19 years before I joined the church. And I can choose to go throughout my life going all these things I can't have and in a sense murmuring. Or I can just go, hey, dude, those things, you know, I used to enjoy golf on Sunday. I used to enjoy surfing on Sunday. I used to enjoy spending time with my family and going to the movies on Sunday and and eating out on Sunday. And, uh, you know, all sorts of other stuff, not paying tithing, you know, whatever. Uh, You name the commandments. I I didn't live that way before I joined the church. And what I'm saying is I can look at it the rest of my life of being a burden, telling me what I can and can't do. And I and there's no black there's it's black and white with those commandments. Right. I can't kind of kind of no. like you either choose them or you don't, in my opinion. So I I get that that would be hard, but it doesn't mean that you have to live the rest of your life murmuring and snatching your teeth, going complaining because it's not going to get at least for me. It's never gotten me anywhere when I complain. And I don't think that it means you can't necessarily have a have a uh, marriage, really. I mean, with the, the heterosexual, I think, rela- obviously, sexual relation we know is there is procreation, but this is this. Uh, this is where I'm going to go even more controversial. This is when the quote controversial ruling came out of the church. It says, if you became married, if you're in a same-sex tra- attraction, if you're gay married, yeah, then you are considered an apostate because because. We be, because you went you went to the you went to a line where it's really hard to 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 repent from that. Yeah. Because now you're gonna break up a family. So if yeah. you have children in a same sex attra- in a gay marriage, we don't want to break up that family. Yeah. So like the you, church is not trying to you, split family. I don't want to split the family. But we're just saying, hey, so dude, you're breaking the commandments. Break, and how do you repent from that? You can't. Like unless you stop. Unless you stop. And, and, and then, then what you're breaking break the family up. So, and the church loves family so, so let's much. keep the so. family together, and let's keep your kid with you, raise them the way you want to. And when they're 18 and they want to join the church, we'll let we'll them. Let them. If they want to attend church Which is now, pretty amazing great. that church did that, because how many other things in life do we know try to be the... the, well, I, the I, I did not see a controversial. I'm like, that's Well, that's what I'm saying. How non, that's what I'm saying. But the way you just described that and brought it out and unveiled that, in a sense was uh, very, it shows how amazing the church really is and how it's not ran by men um, because, uh, at least I don't believe that, because what you just said was inspiring because how many other things when they're like, oh, I know what I'm right and I don't care, I'll break that family up because it's God's law, yeah, yeah. right? Like, I mean, we know mm-hmm. there's some Christian faiths that do that and mm-hmm. non-Christian, Mormon, yeah. but reality is the church came out and said, hey, we, we've been saying since day one, family's the center of the plan, yeah. and so therefore, we're not going to split and, your family and, up. And, and if you believe that gay marriage is right for you, and you want to get married to the like same sex... drugs, right? Hey, then, drugs then, work for you, then, go out there and do get, it. Then get married, like... Yeah. But they also opposed it, right? They're of like, course. Because... And there's a lot of non... It, there's right? a non... A lot, not of, lot of non-Christians that opposed it for society reasons, not for religious reasons. True, true. Um, so there's there's, studies, yeah. there's valid uh, evidence on that side. So let's put that aside. But specifically, like, okay, gay marriage is now a reality. Yeah. If you if you go down that path, you've clearly chosen you have to live that lifestyle, yeah. and now you have kids, then you, you've crossed this line to where you clearly don't want to be a member of the church anymore because it's so contrary. And the naysayers say, well, you're just saying, you're just saying kids can't get baptized. No, it's saying, I don't want to wreck, I don't want to 
No, but I'm saying that's what they did. They're like, yeah. oh, you're, you're saying you're discriminating against families. It's like, no, it's the way you laid it out shows how, like, they actually do care about families. Mm-hmm. And how, like, they care about families so much that even though we believe that that is extremely against God's plan, we're just saying, hey, like, you, you obviously can't participate in the gospel because you're, you're already, you've chosen not to participate. Right. It's not that we're telling you you can't. Yeah. You've said, hey, God, you've uh, given scriptures of prophets since the beginning of time, but that don't apply to me. Mm-hmm. Right? It's no different than I'm sitting here going, hey, I want to take the sacrament, Bishop. Let me take it. And I want to go in your temple. But by the way, I freaking, I hate the prophet. And I think he's a scoundrel. It's not going to, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're choosing that. Like, you, what do you, it's just, we live in a time where people thrive on just, on, uh, like, the naysayers thrive just on being a naysayer almost. Like, it's, it's compulsive. It's, it's, yeah. it's like you said, it's compulsive behavior. You get so angry because you're bitter about one thing that offended you or your family's offended or whatever it is that you'll go to the nth degree to, you know, you, you'll end up dedicating your whole life to, to compulsive anger. And, and also the Lord tearing t- down. Like, so go back on. I, I thought it was if the kid has to wait till they're 18 to get baptized. A couple things. One, as I heard some people like, oh, they're going to be alienated in church. Baloney. You're a non-member showing up to a church activity. Bro, you're the they, most they, they, popular person there. We have a few in our ward, and they're you're, like, you are the most, or even just a convert, you're popular more... person in that totally. young woman's, young men's, that totally. primary group. So that's baloney. Yep. And if you don't believe that, then you don't you, go to church. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. You've never been so to a church activity. If you're going and your parents won't let you get, if you can't get baptized for whatever reason. You're the most popular person. You're going to get the most attention. No one's going to alienate you because oh, you're not baptized. Number one. Number two. The Lord works on an eternal perspective. So you get you don't get baptized till eighteen and and you're and you're and you die, right? Well, I think the Lord's gonna take care of that. Let's say there there like, there's scripture that prove that. Until right. you're baptized, there's a certain level of unaccountability. And it doesn't mean you go out there and live a crazy life, but if you're living the, the the gospel the best of your ability, you're not gonna it's not like you're I mean, that's why I joined the church in the first place, man. I used to go to these Christian churches. I'm not here to bash other churches, but this is my experience. So that's why I have my own podcast. If you don't like it, you can have your own and say whatever <laughs> you want and I'll listen to it or probably not. But what you don't have to listen to this, but what I was saying is these freaking baptized, these preachers would tell me my family's going to hell if they don't get baptized in this life. They gotta join, mm-hmm. th- not even really yeah. baptized. Most of them didn't care about baptism. They had to do the call prayer thing, put your hand up to the, the radio, call. the altar call, and say, Christ is my savior. If not, you're dead. You're done. Eternity I think I shared hell. this on the podcast. We're gonna go long on this, and we're just gonna do the share at the end. Okay. So we're gonna reverse the whole order of this. Okay. Because we're on a roll here. Yeah. Did I share about the uh, the freestyle motocross guy? Yeah. yeah. That, okay, never mind. So that was like, he got the altar call. Yeah. Then he started reading the, the scriptures where he saw like, oh, these are the commandments? Yeah. I got to start and that's change. That's amazing, yeah. And so um, that's, that's if, you don't, if you're unsure about the law of chastity, read the commandments. Read the, read the scriptures. It's like, yeah, if you're and, unsure about any commandments, do the, the scientific method. That's why I love the church. No one said you had to do anything. No one came to me and said, hey, the missionaries didn't come to me and say, what is the commitment of the missionaries? Yeah, pray about it. Go study study about it, pray pray about it, it. and if you don't get a confirmation, don't get baptized. We don't want you to get baptized (laughs) because we don't want you to come back and say we forced you, right? When I was on my mission, I didn't force anyone to jump in that water, and a lot of people did, and a lot of people did, but like... You like... You have to read. You have to get information. Okay, you didn't get information. Now you got to go get interviewed with my zone leader yeah. to make sure that you had that confirmation. And then if you got some other, there's things, almost steps then, that kind of keep then, you. Yeah. Then you like, got to go meet you. the state a mission president or say president before you get baptized. 
if, because if, we don't want people to come in here and to live a life they don't really want to live. Yeah. I used to think it was because because some people, like, once again, the naysayers, they'll say you're screening people and that's how crazy you guys are. <laughs> no, it's because we don't want people to be unhappy. If they don't want to really live this, we know, and I've, I've seen this in my own life, people that join because of... Uh, you know, they're social trying to impress on social pressure, their family, their parents, their wife, their spouse, whatever, girlfriend, boyfriend. They end up, some of them end up becoming stellar members, blah, blah, but some of them have a hard time because they never really accept it in the first place. It's like step one. If you don't do step one, guess what? When you get to step four, you're crumbling. When you get to step eight, you're going to crumble. When you're going to get to step 12, you're not even going to be able to do it good. You know, a lot of people try to do step 12 right off the bat, but... You have to do step one, right? That's, you have to what, that's what tonight's out, episode one of this. Oh, there you go. Is being honest. And I think that's a lot of what we're talking about is you got to be honest. Like if you're if drugs if you're, and alcohol, sex and pornography and same sex attraction, if all that stuff's working out in your life and you're getting blessings, I and I say this, people go, why would you say that? Because I really honestly don't believe they can give you blessings. They may give you instant pleasure and and good moments. And I had a lot of good times on drugs for sure until every day was miserable on them or off of them. Mm-hmm. It just, everything sucked. There was, I said it tonight in my share, right? It's a black hole. Not only, it was just. Well, and and it, the scriptures are clear. When we sin, the spirit withdraws from us. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and what does that feel like? I don't know. Well, if you're sin, we'll just do the opposite so. of what the scripture says. It says, the, what is the, the spirit, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the, the fruits Pro of the blood, spirit, all these, all these things. So if the spirit leaves, then that means that all those things go into a vacuum. So it's the exact opposite. So to replace hope, love, charity, peace, long-suffering with, you know, anger, pain, sadness, depression, anxiety, fear, resentments, right? You just... So, so how about this? Now? You, you, you join the church, and yeah. you know other people join the church, right? Totally. My um, mom, my you, own family. You, ha- you have people that... My friends, my girlfriend, I baptized her. Time. Let me finish. Yeah. People join the church in, 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 with all of their friends and their family abandoning them. Dude, you may have had this too, right? So hold on. Let me fit in. So they're like, I want to join the Mormon church, the LDS church, because I believe it's the true and only living church on the face of the earth is led by a prophet. Yeah. But everybody in my life up to this point is going to abandon me and think I'm crazy and, and I'm doing something wrong. Right? That happens a lot, totally, right? Yeah. Did that happen to you at all? Yeah, I had, uh, I had, I had the, the girl that I dated who gave me my first Bible. I wasn't dating when I joined the church. But when I told her later I was going on a mission... She came to me, came back into my life and said, what the, what are you doing? She was this born-again Christian, and now she had already left her Christian faith, but she really thought I was going to hell. Like, she's like, she's like, I don't necessarily believe in everything anymore, like I used to Christianity-wise, but she's like, but you're going to hell. You're going to hell if you do that. Like, but the Mormons are, they're you like. You know people whose, like, parents have, like, oh, dude, talk to I, in the singles ward, in the singles yeah. ward, I had, uh. I had, there was three or four girls that I baptized because we, I just happened to be at the lessons with the missionaries, taught them, so they chose me to baptize them, but um, I didn't find them and bring them to the gospel. I just taught with the missionaries, but whole families abandoned them, dude. Like friends, I'm talking like exiled. Did, did you hear those people say, I'm miserable? I joined the church and now I'm miserable because no, my family abandoned once, me. Never once. And this kind of goes into our, we talked about either last week or whatever, of those yeah. who leave the church. When they They're leave the always, church, I'm miserable. I was a horrible. It was the hardest thing I ever done. Hardest thing I ever did. But those. But I'm like, well, no, wait a minute. You can't really. You can't have your cake and eat it it's too. It's so much contrary to these people that it's not, join it's the church. They give up everything. It's disingenuous to say it's the hardest thing you've. It's it's it was. It still is hard and horrible. I've literally heard people say this. I still have days where I wake up crying. <laughs> well, dude, I'm sorry. If the fruits of your labor are bringing you know, the fruits of your decision, right? You know, a tree by its fruits. Christ said that, not the church. Okay. 
but the reasoning is because my family won't talk to me anymore or I get shunned or whatever. And I'm saying that same thing happens to people join the church and they're they're kind of bummed about it. Like they're sad, obviously, if their parents won't talk to them anymore. It would be horrible. It'd be but, hard. But they, I've heard them say firsthand, I feel so at peace. If my whole I'm, family, I love my family. I have a small, tight-knit family. I live with all my grand and uncle. I live with my grandparents. Me and my mom are always moving around and we were tight. And I love them more than anything. If they came to me and said, I will never talk to you again if you join this church, I would have joined probably faster because I had such a witness that I knew that it had nothing to do with this life, almost. It only, the only way it was connected to this life was the fact that I was here and I had to do ordinances for myself. But what I'm saying is I would have, and I've seen other people do this, but I would give up anything. At that point, when I take myself back to 18-year-old Jay, when those, the gospel was being taught to me, it wasn't being taught. It was like... I had remembered something that I had forgotten. And luckily, my family didn't, but I had friends that did. My friends would never talk to me again. They think I'm still going to hell. I had uh, old girlfriends that, uh, who, who are now married. One guy, he, he's a, he believes he was saved by God. He's a drug addict and crazy psychopath. And, you know, he used to play basketball here with some of the people. Anyways, um, and he believes he's, he was saved through his drug and alcohol experience. And he was a crazy dude. Uh, scary too, but uh, he was saved so he can save Mormons because Mormons keep popping up in his life. I had a bunch of other guys, and he, he and he goes. He's one of the guys in Salt Lake with the picket stand, yeah. but he doesn't do the violently. He comes in very subtly, and he, he believes in his heart that that's his mission on in life to go like save the Mormon people. And uh, but here's the thing: I, I, it's funny because my uncle, my family's not Christian. They're not really anything. And uh, my uncle, when I got back from a mission, told him how hard Seattle was, not Philippines. Philippines is hard in other ways, but Seattle. I was like, people hate us there. Like, they, they threw stuff at us. And Ed Decker, one Ed of the Decker first is the anti-Mormon guys from there. There you go. And I told him all about his church, and he goes, wait, my uncle, I'll never forget this, he's not religious at all, never really said much about any of the, me joining, he just supports me. And, but he's like, what? And he's, he was, I think he was raised Catholic, but anyways, he goes... That's, isn't that, and he just, he has a, he's a matter of fact guy, and he goes, that's the most contrary thing I've ever heard. <laughs> he's like, you're telling me, isn't the whole point of religion, this is not a religious person, mm. isn't the whole point of religion to go help and do things that are service-oriented? And I told him about Ed Decker and how his entire community, it's all they do is bash and try to convert and yell and scream and pamphlets and evil stuff. And he goes, that's so contrary. He's like, you mean to tell me there are people that go to sermons that's all they do is, I'm like, yes. And it just blew his freaking mind away. And anyways, yeah. Is it almost like Second uh, Nephi 27, 1 and 4? Behold, all they do iniquity is stay yourselves and wonder, for you shall cry out, cry, yea, and they shall be drunken, but not with wine, but shall stagger, but not with strong drink. And then Ether 15, 22, they're drunken with anger, even as a man who was drunken with wine, and they slept again on their swords. <laughs> It's like they're just they're so angry. They're so angry, so bitter. Like yeah. I mean, this guy I was talking about, he, it's not even that he's bitter, but he's almost drunk. It's, he's almost he's impulsive. He's compulsive. He's crazy. He's kind of losing his mind because it'd be like if we were doing the same thing. If I was running around to all my non-member friends all the time, hey, hey, like you gotta do this. If you die tomorrow, you die. We're gonna die. You're gonna die. If you don't die, you get baptized. Even you know, I got the fullness. Like you wouldn't do that. You'd tell him about the fullness, but. We know that God's got a better... We you, know that it's... You, you, you keyed on a good thing that you're very wise on is it's an eternal thing. Yeah. It's not... If you only have a perspective of 
the 50 to 80 years you're on life. And that's how they're taught some and, of these people. And so these churches teach that. Well, they're taught that. And I will go back to Sit. the we'll go back to the center part, right? Like if you're a same-sex attraction, like my only chance to have an emotional relationship with someone is in the next 20 to 30, 40 years. You would start breaking commandments just because you'd be like, man, I, I have no choice. I, I got no choice. It's my only time to live. Yeah. But if you step back and go, you know what? The Lord's promised <laughs> that all things will be given to everybody. Yeah. And then it's okay to take Totally. It. So Just no like different than the person in a, that's... In a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. No legs. No, legs, no can't see. Deaf. Prospect of getting married, slim to none. Deformed. Right? Deformed. Yeah, all that, like... But We know people go to our church. They're doing our work. And they're like, you know what? Uh, Faithful. My, my, the card to hand... My, the deck of cards delivered to me on this mortal life. Isn't that funny, though? Like, those of us, though, those who are usually more the naysayers, right? And I've been this way myself, so I can speak. So if we're getting judged and we're saying, well, I've been this way myself, but, and I haven't even had ailments, but it's usually the people that don't have the ailments, right? Like, it's usually the people like this, what we're talking about, like some emotional thing that's really a perversion in a sense. Like, I was with drugs or sex or whatever, the heterosexual sex. You know, we're, you, 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 you complain about this a lot. And yet there are people, dude, we've seen them. I dated a girl. I loved her. She was awesome. She's a member of the church. She was in a wheelchair, and she's a motivational speaker. She's amazing. Whoa, 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 you dated a girl in a wheelchair? Yeah. I didn't know that. Dude, I'm not as shallow as you think. No, yes. no, no. I, it's just rare. It's like, rare. It's really. Dude, uh, well, like, I hung out with her. I was, I was, I was, at the time, I was just, I was not disfellowshipped yet, but I was definitely struggling after my mission. I was definitely doing pills, and... And not consistently, but I was not in a good space. And this girl came into Institute, and she shared her story because she wasn't always paralyzed. She was like a mm. dancer, model, like beautiful, and she still is. I think I've... You probably met her, yeah. I've seen, like, her talks. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. She's been here. She, I, yeah, okay. I won't say her name just because I don't know if she wants. But because uh, she's married now and has, I think she has kids and stuff. But she fell asleep on the wheel in four or five and... Got it, woke up and woke up in the hospital. They didn't know that her spine had been severed. The nurse went to move uh, to. She didn't want her skirt cut off. This is how high. Wow. She. This is her story. But like, she, she's a lot like me. Like I wouldn't want you to cut my favorite suit pants either, right? And like, when they went to flip her over, oh, she was gonna unzip. She was begging the nurse not to cut the oh, skirt. Man. Flip it over, and I got a zipper. Oh, and the nurse didn't do her job. And went to flip her, and, the, and then that's when it all happened. She realized her spine was broken. Oh, wow. It severed the nerve. Oh, wow. It's over. She's never, you know, no leg wow. again. And, uh, but anyways, she started coming to Institute and sharing that story. I'm going, this is the most amazing. I knew I needed to be around people like that, mm -hmm. you know. And not only was she beautiful, but at the same time, like, her optimism was something I didn't have in my life. And I, I, it's one of it's my infectious. biggest weaknesses. It's infectious. So, yeah, I dated her for a while. I hung out with her every day. Dude, awesome. She was, and she, she was older than me, but she was, she was super cool. Well, let's go a little more into step one before the share. Step one is honesty. Um, and I think a lot of what we talked about it was just being honest. So be honest with yourself. So if you are struggling with any of those compulsive things we talked about, get honest. Like, are you in line with what the commandments are or not? And if not, what can we do to walk you through it? Not we, but what can you do? Yeah. What can the gospel do? Um, and so step one is getting honest. So step one out of the ARP book says, admit you yourself are powerless or can addiction and that your life is kind of manageable. That's what compulsive is. If I'm not able to manage this thing, mm -hmm. and I would say the- Can't manage life without it. Can't if manage life without substance. it. And if it's substance or behavior, and if it's a behavior that's contrary to, to commandments, yeah. that would fall into that category, totally. right? I want to, the brand new manual for spouses, I'm going to read 
Okay, what is this? The bullet points on there. So step one is God. So this is for spouses. Or loved uh, ones. Or loved ones of those struggling. parents, parents, brothers, sisters. Yep. Friends. Any of the above. God will console us in our afflictions. So receiving God's help in any difficult situation. I love it. Any difficult situation. So this book can be used. You know, you don't have an addiction, a family that's addicted or suffering with same-sex attraction, like whatever. Yeah. Help in any difficult situation. Job loss. Yeah. Right? Okay. Harmful behaviors such as viewing pornography and using harmful substances hurt not only our loved ones but also us as well. Below are some of the feelings that many spouses and family members and friends experience who have loved ones who are ensnared. I would put in there same-sex attraction, right? Ensnared. It's ensnared by something. Ensnared of anything. Of anything. It, it would be too Food much addiction. Mountain Dew. Yeah. Yep. Right? <laughs> too many cookies. Okay, number one, fear that our loved one will never get better. Number two, fear that the possibility that our loved one may die physically as well as spiritually. Fear of the harm our loved ones might do to others around them, especially children. Physical weariness caused by sleepiness, stress, and anxiety. Confusion about why our loved one, loved ones behave so irrationally and why nothing we say do or seems to make any difference. Loss of trust and confidence in our loved one as a result of their lying, deception, and manipulation. Shame and hopelessness as we improperly assume responsibility of our loved one's choices. Anger that we may have been betrayed and hurt by our loved ones. Loneliness and isolation as we try and keep our loved one choices a secret to protect others. That's a big one. Fear that baptismal and temple covenants may be irreparably broken and eternal family ties severed. Pain and hurt associated with spouses' physical and virtual infidelity. Virtual infidelity would be like an emotional affair probably online. Bitterness over financial challenges as we deal with excessive spending, treatment programs, legal expenses, fines, destruction of property. Fear that our loved ones' continued bad choices somehow reflect on our own lack of faith or inability to access God's help on their behalf. And last one, fear of consequences resulting from our loved ones' potential incarceration and other legal issues. This is a good book. I want to read this. Um, I actually want to read that. That sounds really good. So it may be one of those. It could be all of them, right? Um, And I think with a lot of the topics we're talking about today, it's fear that baptismal and temple covenants may be irrevocably broken. We had a friend talk to us and share about how they found out their spouse was in... in, uh, Infidel? Yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) We're late. uh, Was in unfaithful. Unfaithful. An unfaithful spouse. Um, And this spouse's response was... I want to go act out. This, right. The spouse yeah. returned missionary, uh, you know, active in the gospel, family, kids, you know, for all, like, just... Want to go get mo- even. Model citizen was like, I'm going to go get even. I'm going to go and hook I up with the go, people at the I don't want to suppress this anymore. Yeah. Like, I want to go feel what they felt. Right. I don't know what they were feeling, but I want, I want to feel what they felt. Uh, I want to get even with them. Maybe just all these things, too. All yeah. of these feelings, maybe anger that we've been betrayed or hurt. Uh, I think a lot of them, because I have, I know some people fear that baptismal temple covenants may be irreparably broken. Well, if I can't be with my family eternally, well, then screw everything. Yeah. Um, so these are a lot of things to yeah, deal that's with. That's what other people have said. Yeah. Um, it could be like your wayward child, right? At any yeah. age, all of these are the things. So this book, it's online at uh, arp.lds.org. Uh, your stake center should get them. If not, 
tell them to order the book for you. Yeah. Um, yeah I'll take free. a picture of it and put it on our social media. Um, so we have a lot of great resources in the church to help us overcome difficult things. Yes, you do not need to go to the world. We have all the answers. <laughs> Jay's shutting down. We're but tired. that's true, though, but I really feel that way. Like, yeah. I felt that way from I'm day tired. one. My friend, my friend said, come to AA with me, too. I said, nope. And he goes, dude, one meeting's not enough. You're going to die. And I was like, well, you know what? Then God would set up a bunch of ARP meetings if that was the case. But right now I have one solid one, and I believe in the recovery there, and I'm just going to go until it catches. And that I don't know if it was the best decision, but I do know it led to the foundation I needed to get to where we are today. And so, Well, and then Corinne, who was on here before of Mint Arrow fame, mm-hmm. uh, who's done a lot of help for promoting our podcast um, and when she broke anonymity, um, she said, actually, she quoted someone else that said, look, the Lord wouldn't give us all of yep. these challenges. These, if he didn't have a If solution. he didn't have a solution. A way out of it, yeah. And there is a way out. So my last challenge, I always do this challenge because we get a lot of, we get a lot of feedback from people all over. I, got, uh, I hooked up people in our local meeting here are helping people in other states because there's not resources in their states. Yeah. They're like, there's no, there's no spousal meetings in our, there's no spouses in recovery. There's no people with any time in our recovery. So there's a lot of you that are listening to this and a lot of people have taken up our challenge that have become more vocal. You get, even if your meeting's not that good, you go make it good. Yeah. Share how it's supposed to be because the Lord has provided the tools. When I met with the guy who put these together, he's like, we've, we've got it. It's up to us members. It's us locally. Labor in your vineyard. To go do it. It's there. ARP.LS.org. If you're somewhere, whether the meetings are big or not, you are called to labor in this part of the Lord's vineyard. Do you, know, do you remember DNC 4? Uh-uh. Yeah. Suck in your life. Yeah. The whole the missionary one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we were called. Yeah. Well, I used to have it memorized. We're going to end with this and All we're right. going to go to your share. If you start talking, I won't remember. Um, I know. Say with me because I said it every single day on my mission too, yeah. right? I, I wonder if they had asked my dog. Mission prep. Dude, that was it. Um... Yeah, he the thrust in the sickle with his might. Well, let's just do the whole thing because it's it's awesome. Okay, as soon as I say the first one, we'll be able to do it. Okay. And now, behold, a marvelous work and wonder about come. We're not looking at anything right now, but oh, you might have to look at it. We're gonna read the first verse and then we're gonna put it down. And now behold, well, a marvelous work, work is about to come forth among the children of men. Therefore, O you that embark in the service of God, God see that you serve him with all your heart, mind, mind, and strength, that you may stand, stand blameless before God at the last day. Therefore, if you have desired to serve God, you are called to the, the work. work. For behold, the field is white and already the harvest. And lo, he that thrusts in his sickle with his might, the same layeth up in store that he perisheth not, but bringeth salvation to his soul. Hold on. That thing's powerful. That's step 12. Wow, that's okay. crazy. Verse 5. And faith, hope, charity, charity and, and love, love with an eye single to the, the glory of God, God qualify him, him for the work. work. Remember, faith, faith virtue, knowledge, temperance, temperance patience, brotherly kindness, 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 kindliness, charity, charity. humility, yeah. diligence. Uh, Asking you shall receive, knocking shall be opened to you. That is, Boom. That is, you asked me why, and Neil, who's on our podcast too, is like, you're my favorite normie. This is like, I see, I read this and I read on my mission. I'm like, that's all about missionary work. And now I read that now and I'm like, that's all about ARP work. It's just, it's just, Every single verse is it's like. It's all the same. Like, I mean, dude. It's all the same. Field is white, ready to harvest. You know how many people are struggling with compulsive behaviors? We're here in this a life lot. to not just cry about our own promises, to get busy and help save people with the Lord. So we're trying to do it in our little vineyard here in Southern California. Uh, you know guys, that you're not in the wrong spot. Like, God's called you 
to that part for a reason. Yeah, if, if you're you, there, if there's you, two people. If you're listening to this and you feel convicted, you're like, dude, I want to go do this. What would Alma the Younger and Amulek and all those guys do? Would they, they run away? What would Joseph Smith? They build it right there. This is pretty gnarly, dude. It says, so that you may stand blames of the last day. So if you got sobriety and you're at town and you're the only dude And you're chick, hiding under a bushel. You're like hiding under a bushel? The scripture says... It's not the scriptures of Brad and Jay. This is the D- DNC. Mm-hmm. We better get... We need to respond well, this is, to our... We need yeah. to go out to our words again, by the way. We're doing that we got, I know. We, yeah. got, we got to schedule it. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, because our field is white. Our, our field is still, still white. Yeah, yeah. Still. Just because it's a big meeting doesn't mean it's... We should be in the chapel. All right, boom. We're going to... You're going to close with the step one share. If your meeting does not have good shares, play, play... If you like these shares, we've got five rounds of the steps. Take it to the meeting so and press So pick play. whichever one you like and push warn, play. Warn them that they may hear whatever I'm sharing, but whatever. Right. They like it, though. Okay. All right. We're going to end it, and then step one, and then we're going to talk to you later. Later. today um and that's okay you know um but today i have hope you know um step two which is what we're on hope come to believe that the power of god can restore you to complete spiritual health when i you know woke up out of my blackout from cocaine i i had no hope i was lonely um i was tired and and i and I was alone. Like, there isn't family around. My wife left me. The kids were gone. And um, the only place I had to go from that point on was up. Um, and I couldn't do it by myself. I tried. I tried for months. And I'd, I'd be at war with myself in my head, wanting good things. But I, I could never bring myself to, to get better and stop, stop using. And... Um, on that day, on you know Christmas Day, I woke up out of that blackout and I destroyed my house. And that's when I reached out to God, come help me. And I like how it says in here, when it seems that perhaps we are so totally alone, truly we are blessed by the tender mercies of the Lord and made mighty, even under the power of deliverance. I didn't see it that day. Um, but a few days later, I had a knock at the door. And I had been home, you know, um, by myself for probably a week after that. And um, my friend, who I hadn't seen in a while, just knocks at my door. Little did I know that, you know, my wife that I had hurt along the way um, reached out to him. And he came and, and he's like, come on, we're going to treatment. And I'm like, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> I got to finish this. And, uh, you know, I had one last hurrah, I guess, if that's what you can call it. It was more, more like insanity. Um, and then I got treatment today. I woke up and, uh, you know, I, I, I asked heavenly father, like, who can I help today? And, and, um, I went into my closet and I found the letters that my family had wrote while I was in treatment. And I didn't want to read those cause I didn't want to be that person again. And, um, 
I looked over them and, and I was just, you know, kind of like, I don't ever want to do that again. I, you know, I was ashamed of what I had done and the people that I had hurt and my hurting my wife, um, you know, as much as I did. And I don't ever want to be that person again. And I didn't want those, those letters around to remind me, let alone the kids find them in my closet when they're played in hide and seek or something. So I, I threw them away today. I tore them up after I, I kind of glanced over them and, you know, I, I moved on. Um, but I, and then also in step two, it says, as you let go of pride and begin to consider bringing God back into your life, you'll start to think in more prayerful terms. And I can attest to that. Um, you know, um, the only place I had to go was up, you know, I mean, I could have went further down in my addiction, but I didn't want that deep in my heart. And, um, this is definitely a spiritual program and, um, you know, I have to be able to believe that, that heavenly father is going to be able to, to, to love me no matter what I had done. And, uh, you, I couldn't see that when I was in the moment, you know, and in, in my addiction and that insanity, um, I didn't have any love. I didn't have any hope. I didn't see that. I couldn't see it. But then as, you know, as I got honest with myself and, and started telling on myself, like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I did. That hope started to creep in and the light that, that the blessings of this, this spiritual program offered started to attract me. And I started growing closer to my Savior. I started listening to conference talks and reading the scriptures every day. And I think I'm on page 504, 505 right now. So I got like 26 pages left of the Book of Mormon. And this is the second time through in my recovery that I've read it. And, um, you know, I continually think about putting uh, the Savior at the center of my life because it's only in and through him that I'm able to help other people, um, even myself. Um, my willpower is, is my pride and my ego, and the moment I feed into that is the moment that I'm headed for a relapse. And, and uh, if I want to do this program right, I have to work every single step in the order they're received and, or that we're given them, with a sponsor who can guide me and walk me through those. And, and that's what I did. And I started to take suggestions on, on how to live my life in a better way. And, um, when I started doing that, my life got better. It got different and there was ups and downs. You know, I had hurt my wife a lot and, um, dealing with that for me was, was, was a challenge. It's still sometimes a challenge, you know, because, what I, what I did hurt her. And, and, um, I've accepted that. And, uh, there's nothing I can do to get back that time except love her unconditionally and, and, and be the man that I know she, she married. Um, but, uh, you know, um, if you're new and you're struggling, you know, this might be a good idea. These steps might be a good idea. If, if, you're done, you know, if, if something that led you to this room and, and you've been doing it for a while, you know, these steps can save your life. Um, they've saved mine and they continue to save a lot of people in this room. 
I'm grateful for all of you guys and for your stories and, and for the opportunity that we all have to kind of grow together. You know, it's, I can't do it alone and neither can you. So let's do this thing together. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.